Hey, wise guy, you better start praying to Mother Maria for this episode of Bewitch Banter. Content is explicit. You have been warned. Welcome. You are listening to Bewitch Banter with two best friends. One skeptical, looking at you, Amy. And our resident, Oliva, and house, Krista. What's up? What's up? We talk about the universe and all the beauty. Oh god, so beautiful. <laughs> or what I would call magical thinking. But really though, we do talk about the spooky, the spiritual, some whack ass religions, cults, and the paranormal. And I like to bring us back to Earth and talk about how the science community debunks all this shit, which I feel like I haven't done in quite a while. I was about to say, she's I feel like she's been like creeping over very, very slightly on my page, but mm. she still she still gotta do some work in the chakras. Like, you know, we're working on that. So, if you enjoy Bewitch Banter PS, please rate, review, and subscribe. Please do. Today, I am so fucking excited. We are covering the mob, Mafiosa La Costa Nostra, one of my favorite topics and things. Also, uh, and God, and how it relates. Religion and in, in, in the mob. Oh, cool. And they, I, I'm, I, Can I guess for a minute? Yeah. I'm assuming because they're uh, mostly, like, Italian heritage. They're very religious, like Catholic. Yeah, exactly. Roman Catholic, like I was raised, actually, to be very specific uh, denomination of religion that we seem to always uh, shit on. So <laughs> our favorite topic of the day. <laughs> but the it week, is, the year. <laughs> it is very timely. Porque on January 16th, notorious Italian mob boss. Hold on, i got to look at it. For you know, <clears throat> spelling. Can you pronounce it? I think so. Uh, Matteo Massino Danaro. Sounds good to me. It makes me want Italian food. Oh my god! Can we do that tonight instead? Can we go to Olive Garden? Ooh, that would be fun. With the fucking breadsticks and the. <laughs> me and Corey did that recently. It was fun. I'm so jealous. It's cheap too. Dirt cheap. Well, it's it's, it's like not a real Italian family. Let's put it that way. But it's like real the same Italian price food. as McDonald's. I you know. get a whole entree for like 10 bucks. I know. Oh, I do need to take you though to Tutti Santi, which is, like I said, a real Italian joint. And I'm definitely sure mob goes there. It, although I think they're not, I think they're Ukrainian mob versus, or Russian mob versus Italian. But that's another story. This place is bomb, blah, 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 real Italian food, closer than I've ever had out in Phoenix to back east New York state area italian that said <laughs> we know the mafia is all about food and familia familia recently like as i said notorious mabas on january 16th Theo masino denaro not to be confused with dinardo who i will be tying back to my hometown in a hot second. okay wait for white folks like me you can't pronounce anything so what's his name well just the last name i don't need it denaro denaro okay he was recently captured in Palermo, Italy, after 30 years on the run. And he was on the run because he was suspected of, and probably was did it if he was on the run, right? And he was hiding after a bombing in 1993, or excuse me, 1992, that targeted some of Italian mafia's top prosecutors. So those who were going after the mob in Italy were bombed. How many people did he kill? Um, I think just a like, handful of prosecutors. So it wasn't like a mass occur mass bombing well they say mass shooting isn't it more than just more than three people i think that's yes i covered that a while back i forget though yeah i think you're right i mean i know it's a bombing i don't know i don't think they have mass bombings but who knows 
Well, anyway, the mob, as we know, has been around for centuries. And because of that, it's got some illicit ties to the Vatican. So no surprise. And that's where the tie comes in, because after Gennaro got arrested, all the eyes were turning to the papacy, which is the popedom, if you will, and the Vatican for protecting mob people for many, many decades and centuries. Oh, so that's what we're talking about. Like, really, the corruption of the Catholic Church with the mob, like their relationship. Bingo. Interesting. Oh, tell me more. Tell me more. Tell me more. Back to Donaro. Again, he was uh, the son of a a mob boss, actually. So no shit. He's going to go follow daddy's footsteps. And, you know, you can escape that life once you're in your... That's it. That's it. There's no escaping it. Yeah, I wouldn't think you would... If, like, being a son, you would have a choice. matter. Yeah, and he didn't. So he... You know, again, back in 1992, was equated to doing these bombings to kill attorneys who were trying to bring down the family. And that's sad. I feel like that. I feel I would. I'm curious if those prosecutors, if that's public knowledge, or someone leaks the information of their names. Because when you think if it, the, those people might be like, you would think they'd be protected, but you not. wouldn't. You wouldn't think their information would like their name or the information oh, would be got- released to the public. Mob is deep rooted in 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 areas in government and in religion. It's not like they got they got their fingers in. I know, I know. I'm just saying. It's like I don't know. So that's what happens when you when you Catholic Church at him. That's what happens when you go in with mobsters. Don't fucking do it. You know what I'm saying? Well, I'm gonna. Are you Italian now? I (laughs) actually speak. I was so excited about this episode because I do believe that I have some very vague Italian roots. As well as we discovered, this may be the reason why I like kind of sort of like Leo's. We discovered this last week. <laughs> Mostly douchebags. But like, yeah, back in the day with Leo's, like when I grew up. And I'm going to cover. Uh, That's probably all you had to choose from. I did. I had a lot of Leo's and we're going to cover some of them. Bobby. What's up, Bobby? I see you. You married though with kids. and anything. Who's that? Hometown. He was, a, he was a kid that everybody loved. And he was so cute. So handsome. The crush of every girl. And even Kevin, you know, went to elementary school and even college with him. But I did have a lot of Lido's to choose from growing up in good old Zambari. And at the end of this story, I will be covering local Your mobs. East Coast accent came out. Because I'm think I'm talking about the mob. So here we are. <laughs> I was like, I'm you talking normally, about the mob. You normally don't have an East Coast. What's Coast accent. What's Sometimes going on? It comes out, but especially when I'm talking about my Italian brothers, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm not so, going to even try. Anyhow, there is a lot of ties to my good old town of Danbury, Connecticut, of the mob. And I'm so excited to share that story at the end because uh, one of the quotes was this person I'm going to cover was equated to the real life Tony Soprano in the tri state area. And for those of you who don't know, it's New York, Jersey, and Connecticut is a tri state area. And it's wild. Like, wild shit. <laughs> so, did you just explain to me what the tri-state area is? I did. A, a lot of people don't know. Did you actually know what that is? Yes, I lived in the tri-state growing up. No, you didn't. Yes, I did. Indiana's part Bitch, of the tri-state. Bitch, no, you didn't. Yes, it is. Bitch, you lived in the Midwest. I lived in the tri The tri-state Indiana. They call it Indiana tri-state. So, there must be multiple tri-states. Okay, I was about to say. So, Illinois, Indiana, Kentucky's tri-state area. So, there's... Really? Yes. Well, fuck. I thought it was only... Northeast, my bad. So okay. there, I think there's multiple tri-states. No, thanks. Now I learned something. Now you've today. been fact-checked, bitch. That's right, <laughs> I am. Goddamn. <laughs> I don't tell them I don't know what the tri-state um, is. 
back to Gennaro in Italy. He was, as I said, as I said a, a fugitive. And what got him actually finally arrested was his health. He had cancer and was being protected by this hospital for many decades. And they finally got a hit and got him out of a, a cancer treatment. So Wait, when you say they got a hit, they got an inside tip to the government or who? Yeah, the government got an inside tip of where he was because he was... Okay, so the hospital was hiding him for several years. No, but the town was. Palermo. But how was he in the hospital? Wouldn't the hospital have to be in on it too? No, because he was in the hospital... Under a different name? Well, probably that too, but only briefly. They must have tipped off the government because they went in and freighted and got him. Okay. So, anyhow... That's why this is so topical. And it brought, because... It just happened? Yeah, January 16th, he got arrested. Oh, okay. Sorry. So it's a, a, a good old-fashioned Sicilian-Italian mob, not the american base. But we're going to cover a lot of American-based ties and their corruption with the Vatican. Okay. But that's why, again, now that he was in the public, it brought up a lot of questioning and pointing fingers of ties back to the Vatican and how they protected all these families nefarious business so anything it goes without saying at this point that i fucking love the mob and mob stories back to my italian roots potentially my mom's like one percent my mom's <laughs> ma- it probably is only that but my mom's maiden name is lotti l-o-t-t-y and originally it was l-o-t-t-i like Gotti. and i think again that's why i secretly not so secretly like Lido's. i don't know maybe <laughs> i don't know <laughs> i don't know but when you think about the mob, what do you envision? Like, uh, what comes to mind for you? Tony Soprano. Mm-hmm. That's what I have. Soprano's Godfather. I didn't like that show. You didn't? No. Why? I don't know. I couldn't get into it. And then I just don't like really violent stuff. Oh, it's so good. Wow. Like, I heard about the curb stomping, and I was like, I'm not Oh, that, that is gross. But you, you kind of broke my heart, though, that you didn't like it. Oh, my God. It was so So well done. To make you want to love such an awful human being and character that is Tony Soprano, I didn't. I just couldn't get into it. I didn't dislike it. it just not. It wasn't something I was like, oh, I gotta watch the next episode. Gotcha. What did you ever watch The Godfather? Probably not. No. There was another Netflix series. Oh no, no, Paramount Plus called The Offer, which was a series based on the making of the movie The Godfather. So good, and I was. And I watched that recently, but anyway, those type of things are obviously ma- massive pop culture. So the mob is very well known, as we know. Mm-hmm. But there's also this little thing called Gosa Nostra, which means this little thing of ours. And that is the ties back to the Sicilian specifically mob. So I don't know if you knew this, but there's actually three different sects of mobs in Italy. So it's not just a Sicilian mob that we're probably most familiar with with the five American crime families. But there's also the Socoso Nostra is Sicily. I'm going to screw up this pronunciation, so I'm sorry. But there's the Nargagenta in Calabria and the Camorra. I got that one because I can do that one with my Spanish accent. Camorra in Naples. So those are the big three sets, if you will, of straight-up Italian mobs. Okay. Uh, Donara was part of the Cosa Nostra. So this might be a dumb question, but does a mob have to originate from Italy or could they be like from Spain? Oh, no, there's mobs of every. That's what I thought. But then, because uh, you're country. talking about Italy, I was like, does it, I was like, hmm. I just didn't know all of a sudden. I was like, does it have oh, to be yeah. from Italy? No, there's uh, in Danbury also the um, Albanian mob is huge. They kind of kicked out the Italians and they like 
So go over Main Street. Okay, this might be also another question. So really, at the end of the day, what's the difference between a mob and a gang? Nothing. They're gangsters. They are gangsters. I know, but why, why do people call certain groups a mob and certain groups a gang? Or is that racism? Oh, I was just going to go there. Thousand percent racism. Well, can we Google it really quick? I'm just curious. I'm, wow. I guarantee you. I mean, I don't know no, but I'm going to go ahead on the record and say I'm pretty sure that's what it is. Subtle, subtle, natural, subtle use of language to keep brown people. Okay, so this is what it says. This is like just a quick one. A gang is a local crime group and not highly organized oh. where the mafia is more like a criminal syndicate syndicate oh. and has ties that stretch across the globe and is more organized. Oh, thank you for looking that up. Actually, that was a great question because I didn't know that. Oh, the mafia has a family structure that is not present in gangs either. Gangs often involve petty crime while the mafia is well known for drug trafficking and extortion. Yep. Okay, thank you. That Interesting. Actually, that okay. clears that up. Thank you. Because I, and then there's mob and cartel, if anyone's interested. A mafia is a criminal enterprise where a cartel is a group of businesses or nations that band together to limit competition in a particular industry or market. Whoa. Thank you, Ames. So there we Look go. Look at you taking us to school today <laughs> on a Saturday. <laughs> well, I, cause I was thinking for a second, I mean, me and you both jumped to the negative conclusion that was race-based, but I guess that makes sense. There is differences. Well, thank you so much for looking that up because I do have a quote about the crime syndicates um, from the Vatican, believe it or not, the Vatican News Service on YouTube. And it kind of just discuss, discusses that we all know what the mob is, or at least have the stereotypes mm-hmm. that we discussed, but how how scarily, like I was saying earlier, their fingers aren't scary. So, <laughs> I thought you were going to say how scary their fingers are. I mean, they, they, they control a lot, as we know. So this is a stand from the Vatican video. Quote, more than just international crime syndicates, they infiltrate all power structures, feeding a network of corruption that often challenges the rule of law. And it's not just in Italy as we very well know, end quote. And that was because the Pope finally, like when Gennaro got arrested, was coming out because he was worried about their, the mafia's reputation coming back at the Vatican and threatening to, you know, just have people dig into that those connect, connections. So they don't, Catholic Church doesn't give a shit until their reputation is tarnished and still, obviously, uphold pedophiles and, and gangsters. So, so the, just so I have an understanding, the Pope said some bullshit statement and he's trying to cover his ass. Exactly. Okay. Falling. Exactly. And this isn't the first time the Catholic Church, no surprise, has tried to cover their ass with their ties to the mob. So we're going to take us back a little bit to, I think it was the 80s. So give me one second. Okay. Are you rewinding the time machine? (laughs) Unfortunately, not just like as we know with like the classic either gang or mob stories that we watch here in America, Mm -hmm. youth gets often trapped in these cycles because they have, they're underserved or they they have no other route, right? And so they get caught up in needing money and, and then, then caught up in extortion and drug trafficking and money laundering and then the worst obviously being murder. And so the Pope was also coming out to speak about um, how he wanted to quote excommunicate the mafia because he was worried about the youth getting involved with all of these horrific things. And but they like, weren't already but I guess the Pope saying that aren't they already excommunicated? No. I mean, I know they're not, I guess when I say aren't they already, because I know they have ties, but publicly were they not saying they were excommunicated? It was a good old 
little no comment silence. Ometa. A uh, code of death, which is another thing, that's a Sicilian mob thing. Um, so you have Cosa Nostra, which again is this little thing of ours that we mm-hmm. don't talk about. We don't say it. Uh, just like Fight Club. There is no Fight Club, right? And then you have Umberta, which is the oath that they take till death. You will defend the mob and your family until death. We don't talk about it. Okay. The code of conduct. So they have that with the church? Uh, no, but that's how the church was acting mm-hmm. in regards to their... They're monetized publicly, if that helps. So, one of the leading mafia, the world's leading mafia experts told The Sun Online that this new crackdown by the Vatican, it's too late. Like, this is decades of silence, um, to answer your question, and catastrophic negligence. So, it's like, who gives a fuck? Like, you, you can come out now and try to excommunicate these, these organized families, but like, it's a, it's a little light. I think it's a PR stunt, frankly. Okay. It's, it's all it is. It's a bullshit one that you can see. But I wonder why they even felt, I just was curious because like publicly did people know they had signs oh, in the mom? Yeah. It's a, the biggest open secret, right? Okay. I didn't know that, I guess. Yeah. It's like one of Italy's biggest open secrets. And so, uh, another thing that mob expert, which is kind of want to become one, like, Fucking cool. <laughs> mob, mob expert Professor John Dickey wrote the book called Cosa Nostra. He also said the Catholic Church has often, quote, too often turned a blind eye, right, as, as we're talking right now, to these activities of the mafia and even saw it as the church saw the mafia as an ally through all these years. Oh, yeah. Okay. Here's another really good point that the professor makes. The mafia loves to pretend that it's all about family and tradition, and it fits very well within the elements of the Catholic Church's viewpoint. And it does, right? Because the church says they're all about family, yet they're raping little boys and girls. Okay, fuck you. And the mob says, la familia. You know, it's like the family. You don't do mm-hmm. anything to upset the family. And it's bullshit because they're hurting people and families. That's probably why they're they're so aligned, right? Yeah. <laughs> really fucked so you. they're a lot alike. Yeah, so circling back to American ties, this goes, okay, the 70s, here we go. One of the best monitor examples of the connections to the mob and religion in America is when there was an archbishop named Paul Marcinkus, under the pronunciation, he was of Chicago. And for many years, decades, 1971 to 1989, he was the president of the Vatican State. Yet, as early as April 1973, he was questioned by the Vatican office by federal prosecutors from America, because again, he's from Chicago, about the racketeering section in the U.S. Department of Justice about his involvement. What's racketeering? Uh, something with um, using, I think, don't quote me, I think it's something to do with using force to get money out of different businesses. It's similar to laundering, but not. Yeah, that's pretty much what it says. I just Googled it. What does it say on Googs? Racketeering is a type of organized crime in which the perpetrators set up a force of fraudulent, extortionary, or otherwise illegal coordinated scheme or operation. Okay. Or it's like when a gang gets money through murdering. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So similar to laundering, but... Drug trafficking, home invasion, robberies, and yeah. laundering. But using that coercion. So that's the difference. It's it's not the actual act of cleaning the money and hiding it in, in quote-unquote green accounts, but it's the act of using force or coercion and fear tactics to get the 
Okay, that makes sense. So this homeboy, an archbishop from Chicago, was not as fingers all up in the Vatican Bank, yet he was questioned for racketeering for 14.5 million U.S. dollars worth of counterfeit bonds into the Vatican in July 1971. So, and then they think he has mob ties, obviously? They know he does. Okay. Sorry, I'm a little slow. No, no, all good. They know, and, and, Next sentence. This activity that the U.S. government was investigating was all part of Mark Guinness's, I think, excuse again the pronunciation, involvement with a very, very famous mob boss named Sam Giancana. And he was head of Chicago's mob. That family, Giancana's, tried to steal almost $1 billion from the Vatican Bank. Wow. And this archbishop, Mark Guinness, he was like pulling the strings to make that happen or mm-hmm. try to. Mm-hmm. Sadly, his crimes didn't stop at laundering for the Vatican. In 1984, he was named as an accomplice to the supposed murder of Pope John Paul I. So this motherfucker ain't playing. He, like, trying to take down, like... He attempted to murder, or he did murder him? He was named as an accomplice in the murder of... Oh, I didn't know one of the popes were murdered. Yeah, Pope John Paul I. When was that? Uh, 1984. Okay. Before my time. Yeah, babe. Me too. See, that makes me feel not old today. Last night I felt so fucking old. Because uh, Courtney's sister was there and she's like a millennial. Which I learned as a new term, by the way. Like, on the cusp of millennial and Gen Z. Oh, yeah. Anyhow. Ob- obviously, there are has been countless uh, connections between America and uh, the mob. And then, um, then that goes back to the Vatican. So there's like this if you follow the string, proverbially, you mm-hmm. know, it starts in Italy, it comes on over here. Believe it or not, Rudy Giuliani was once a decent man. <laughs> once a decent man. I know, man. what happened to him? <laughs> um, because back in his day, his heyday, he was known for getting rid of the New York families. And there were there were five of them. The Bonanos, the Lucesis, the Gambino, Genovese, and Colombo. And those are all the different families fighting for territory, turf, and uh, businesses essentially whether you know obviously mm-hmm. you know drug trafficking probably porn probably sex trafficking human trafficking drugs guns you name it right mm-hmm. but they're all fighting for that type of piece of the pie and then you have waste management which we gonna get into in my little personal tie Ooh, interesting. Um, you have waste management you have um NFL team, well sports teams uh there, there's all like i said they, these motherfuckers hands aren't everything and it all ties back to Italy and then therefore the Vatican Bank so um, so is the Vatican Bank is it just for people who is it for anyone or just people who are for the Vatican I would imagine it's just for the church like the church as a whole or the Catholic church across the country or the world rather but also uh, specifically for Vatican citizens because the Vatican is its own little city within Rome so that's a great question again you are really taking us to school today. <laughs> I, I was curious. Now, I did a quick search, and right away, the all the fraud and laundering and all that came up. Yep. There you go. See, that's why the Catholic Church is out. Back real quick to Gennaro, how we got back to the ties between Mob and the Vatican. Mm-hmm. He was on the most wanted list since 1993. Isn't that nuts? And he just got caught? Just got caught on January 16th, which was... Almost 10 days ago, 12 days ago. So it's kind of fucking crazy. But he was seen as 
one of the most unchallenged bosses of all time within the mafia, meaning like no, but un- and it's all untouchable, which is a pretty big deal because as you probably are aware, tangentially of just watching like American mob movies and media that, you know, there's always going to be hits on the, the father, right? To bring him down. Cause there's always some young buck that want, or they call him wise guy that wants to be made. And wise guy means you're just like a, a street boy. Kind of reminds me of Ozark. Yeah, it's very much. Yeah. You're like, so wise guy would be Ruthie before she became so wise. And with, what's his name? Tell me out. Jason, Jason Bateman. I just say Jason Bateman. I Bateman. wouldn't know. There we go. I wouldn't know his actual um, character's name. Then the maid man, men are, the, they take their oath. They take the knuckles and those random with the oath. And there's like a secret ritual that they actually take that has to do with, and uses the Virgin Mary, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Some blood minding to join an actual made man and that therefore means not only you take that oath but you are binded to protect your mob father and that family at all costs and do what you're told no question just you do what you're told it's, so it's basically like a cult too it really much yeah very much mm-hmm. very much so it's, it's really interesting and kind of cool and needless to say the Catholic Church has been hiding this shit in plain sight for so long. And the, the 80s um, Archbishop tied to the Vatican Bank, which I just shared, mm-hmm. is only one of the very few examples that I could share right now. Because we could go on forever, right? But there's just, there's just like, That's so That's just much. annoying, though, that if they're hiding in plain sight, that no one's, like, doing anything to shut it down. Yeah. It's, like, you're putting a front that you're, like, a church doing all these good things. Because mm-hmm. I, I, like, I think it's easy to be, like, blame the Catholic people. Mm-hmm. Be like, why do you support this? Really, in the day, shouldn't it be, like, the people, the leadership who's in control? Yeah. Like, in Italy, like leadership in Italy doing something. But then they know they're probably going to get killed. Exactly. Exactly. And that's the, the scary part about it all. Do you think if you just killed, I know this is morbid of me to say, but if you like went <laughs> like, Damn, girl, and, if you just slut. killed like 30 of the mob people, wouldn't that like wipe oh, them out? Oh no, that'd be an all out war. All out war. Yeah, I guess I don't know. No, they would retaliate the fuck. Like, if you think about, mm, I, I know that you just beautifully described the difference between gangs and mobs, but if you think about the way a mob retaliates, right? Again, mm-hmm. Or excuse me, gangsters retaliate against like, first blood or what whatever you know there's going to be retaliation mm-hmm. and these people as as you said are very organized and smart as fuck they're you know it's not just some half-assed gangbang blah 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 it's like you know they know what's up they're very well connected and they know how to hide their shit so it's um it's all big fucking hot mess and to that point there's apparently a secret archive in the Vatican covering mm-hmm. up all the Sicilian mobs activity. And that boss, Dottorina, he died in 2017. But since then, the Italian government has been really trying to dig in and find out all of these connections to the Vatican Bank and like almost 40, 40 years worth of mafia killings and murders. Wow. So the search again for Denaro might be over, but they're really just now trying to start uncovering all the secrets and the connections that are so intertwined. <laughs> and um, this is by uh, an Italian journalist named, I'm going to butcher this again, but I'm So the guy to... must be, not to interrupt you, yeah, the guy ahead. must be really old though. He had 
Or was he young with cancer? No, he was old. I'd have to look up his exact age. I think he was like 70 something. Yeah. Okay. Up um, there. But yeah, he, he was older. And I'll show you photos um, later and we'll put them up. But he, he didn't look good. That's for goddamn sure. So we're, we're going on 40 years of mafia killings. I guarantee there's more. I, I would venture to say probably centuries worth, right? That, oh, yeah, definitely. You know what I mean? If you go, what's it called style? Uh, Dan Brown, like. Angel and Demon style. That shit's like centuries old. Mm-hmm. Back to just today, Sicilian journalist and author of uh, a biography on Venaro named Giancamo di Girolamo. Sounds and good to me. <laughs> he basically said to your question earlier, um, most Italian people, according to this his book, people are, have, have just resigned. The mafia. And yes, they're no longer in the shadow publicly, mm-hmm. but like there's there's just nothing they can do. And he says, quote, the mafia in these parts has operated as a welfare state. When the bosses were arrested, the state didn't do it, didn't fill in that void. And the people lost faith in authorities. Oh, my God. Triggered. Hello, Trump. Yeah, I was going to say I feel Whoa. that way about um, triggered. Our, <laughs> well, I feel like that way about our country. I'm like, I've lost faith. I'm like. We live in a country where you can just go get shot any day somewhere. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. To continue, in a place like Campo Bello, the population of only 10,000, there are around 50 people celebrating the arrest, but dozens more are scared because they were protecting him. So, sorry, this is a mind trip, but I was watching um, the news the other day, and did you know that, I might get the statistic wrong, but this kind of blew my mind that we're ranked with I can never say Venezuela and then Brazil for like the likelihood of getting shot. Oh, that makes so much sense. Isn't that crazy because though? We have guns in this country, like no. no well, there's more guns than people. Yeah, it's disgusting. I can't on the gun topic. It's too much. For no, me, me too. Because it's because you feel so. I think it'd be different if we we're like making actual action behind it, but I feel like it never is going to happen until the boomers go. I say this, and I will always say this. You're going to say the country's hurting? Nope. Nope. Uh, what <laughs> I, was like, one? I was like, I heard that rant the other day. My- <laughs> nope, not that one. It's about just losing people in Sandy Hook and knowing people in Sandy Hook. And when that didn't change legislation, when babies are being murdered, I knew nothing was, and I lost hope a long time ago about gun legislation. So, however, I've got some personal ties to share with you. As Did you I get on with a mob? Man. Oh yeah, but then I'd be, no, that's a murderer, I Krista. No, but then I'd be murdered and I wouldn't be dead. Okay, you only care if you're being murdered, not the other innocent people he <laughs> murdered before your encounters. Oh, but I would be murdered. Sorry, your mom got murdered, but I matter more. I don't care. I just I'm in my dick with. I glorify, I glorify it, and it shouldn't, but but I do, and it's not cute. It's horrible. It's horrible. It's it's true crime at its finest, and it's disgusting. So okay, so we finally found your real problem. <laughs> My true crime addiction. We've been knowing that. No, but now we know it turns you on. That's why you listen oh, to it. Oh, violence and hello, light choking. Anyway, we've discussed all about the Sopranos. Mm-hmm. What if I told you that the people I knew, like I said, were quoted as being the real life Tony Soprano? It's fucking crazy. So this is what it says. And this is an article from the New Jersey Advanced Media or NJ.com. A hockey team run by a teenager 
his father is mob affiliated in the waste management and the, the waste management boss. And the kid's name is AJ. The story seems to be designed for a screen. It's got the subplot of Sopranos, but this actually happened right here in the quote tri-state. Thank you very much. So your tri-state. My tri-state. <laughs> My tri-state. When you said waste management, I kept thinking about waste management open in Phoenix. Well, I wouldn't doubt if this tie's there too. But I was like, oh wow. I thought you were like a local tie. I was like, oh, the waste management has the mob there. I bet they are involved in that big time. But back east, that was the one of the ways they laundered in my tri-state with, with garbage. Well, how else do I say it? Waste management? That's like the PC fucking way of garbage men. They're all mob. So, anyway, this kid, AJ Galante, mm -hmm. literally was gifted at 16 years old or 17 years old uh, an entire NHL hockey team in my hometown called the Danbury Trashers as an homage to the waste management business. What are they called? The Danbury Trashers. Okay. That's a pretty awesome name. <laughs> by uh, his father, who was named Jimmy Glante, very infamous mob boss, who ended up getting arrested. That said, it became such a big story. There is now... Well, do you think the son knew what was going oh, on? Oh, fuck yeah. He inherited it. He still he still. No, but I mean when he was young. Fuck yes. So I have stories. And he wouldn't tell people? People knew. Again, it was the biggest open secret in okay. Danbury. Fucking everybody knew. It's so weird that everybody fucking knew. And like, even in, when we were in like middle school, it would be jokes like, oh, Annie's like a mob. That's a mobster. Turns See, out that's so funny because I don't think I would have known what the mob was at that age. Yeah, we were. We had no choice, right? It was in our face. In, in oh, our man, I was just trying to find people with teeth. <laughs> True, you was in the country, but... <laughs> I'm totally joking about that. Everyone in my high school pretty much oh had teeth. God, I'm dying. Oh my god! <laughs> Just trying to, get, trying to get away from the zombies. There from must us. be some dealers up in there too, though. Even though it's country, you're gonna have some Ozark style. Uh, oh dealers. yeah, well, meth. Yeah, like, exactly. There definitely has to be some. Ew, gross. Mm. Those people would not be cute. Hell of a drug. Hell of a drug. So, like I was saying, this kid got gifted an entire NHL hockey team at seven fucking teen years old. And because of that, there's a whole there's two actual movies about this. There's a Netflix series, which is wild. Like I didn't see it yet, but just the promo, I was like, holy shit. The Netflix series is called Untold Crime and Penalties, The Danbury Trashers. This came I out still love the name. You do? Yeah. I don't know. I think I feel like you could make so many fat, uh, like funny slogans about like being trash or trashed. I think it's a good name. I don't know. I think you could do a lot with it. It literally goes to the waste management business of which they're laundering and murdering people. But you know, hey. Okay. <laughs> I know that, but I like the name. So last uh, one of the episodes we were talking about, they didn't have any PR. I think that's some good PR there. I don't know, yeah. it's funny. I was about to say, you want me to call AJ right now? I'm like, yo, I got your marketing girl. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. I remember a story. Unnamed kids that I went to school with were cousins. And okay. one's dad was a police officer, a Danbury police officer, and one's dad was a mobster. And if you, someone tells me there was no connection or no, you know, cover up there, just saying. I'm just fucking saying. Oh, so one's I see. Okay. Okay, and I know that's a true crime brand in me, and like the no, they're definitely if they're cousins, cousins. So both the brothers or brother-in-laws, one went to prison, 
for this laundering. The other was a very well-respected Danbury officer. Just saying. Tell me there's not a tie. Bullshit. Anyhow. <laughs> yeah, there probably definitely is. <laughs> Anyhow, the Galante family who was laundering for the, through, rather, the Danbury Trashers hockey team. <laughs> oh, man, this is wild. Like, I just can't even, this was where I grew up. This shit, like, actually happened. They, he was a part of the Genovese family, as I mentioned at the top, the five York mm-hmm. families. And Genovese brings me, circles me back to my other love of drag. Like, it's insane. So it's like all these, that's why I was so excited to tell this story. Because I was like, oh my god, there's tight connections to everything I love in this love world. Um, so the Genovese family was very much part of it for decades. And there's a, there is a podcast called Mob Queens. Have you ever heard of that? No, I have not. So fucking good. So Mom Queens is the story of an Anna Genovese, who was the wife of, um, his first name. So but. there's mob, drag mob people? Yes. Oh, okay. And now I get it. Sorry. I was so fucking <laughs> was like, You have to listen to the story. Um, I didn't get that for earlier when you were talking about it. Okay, that makes sense. So it's called uh, Mom Queens, and that ties back to the Genovese family, which again, Galante in my hometown, mobster, was working for the Genovese family. Um, uh, okay. So they're getting like tips on the dance floor twerking for the mom? No. Let me tell you about this this <laughs> podcast right quick. It's just because of my love of, of drag. But but Anna, this is in the thirties. Okay, so it's going way back. Mm-hmm. But as one of the biggest um New York mom families, she married this guy who was a total fucking piece of shit, as you can imagine being a monster. She ended up becoming the one that made all the money for his syndicate through drag king. Because she was, they think, a lesbian and or bi. And she would have these nightclubs where they had drag shows. And they would have drag queens and kings. And it was, like, her business to wander through. Oh. So, like, Ozark with the the strippers. Exactly. Okay. And it's all coming back to Yep. Exactly. Or coming together now. (laughs) So, anyway, that podcast, again, Mom Queen's fucking stellar storytelling. And I'll have to check it out. Sounds interesting. So good. You got the mob, you got drag, you got New York at its heyday, and it's like, it's so good. And it was all done through the Genovese family. Well, just like my hometown, Galante Trashers. <laughs> so, <laughs> there's also, back to the Galante's right quick, a Netflix series coming out that is in pre-production right now. And the star is the um, actor who played Eleven's dad in Stranger Things. So it's like a big made-for-TV movie that's coming out with pretty large stars, like, reenacting this entire story of my hometown, of the Danbury Trash. Are they filming it there? Uh, probably not. But it'd be cool if they are. I'll go back for that. Hell yeah. Maybe <laughs> extra, get some extra credits <laughs> in the background. Woo! <laughs> they were like, ma'am, can you shut the fuck up? We're trying to shoot a scene here. <laughs> Somehow or another, what I'm trying to say is all of this money that they are laundering for, that they are murdering for, and doing horrible shit as ties to God, again, mm-hmm. not through their, their, not only through their oath that they take through God, but through going back to the Vatican Bank. It all goes, you know, follow the money. That's the oldest t- tale of time. That's in true. Them. Follow true. the money. You want the That's story? The power. You follow the money. And in our case, that my money goes all the way back to Italy. Or Rome, or the Vatican. 
And the Catholic Church sucks, as we know. That's why I'm doing a long, audible sigh. I just find it so disappointing that that's general knowledge and somehow people, like, I just hate the fact that, like, they're being worshipped for being such a good community and Mm -hmm. uh, organization when they're doing that. And, like, why aren't more people outspoken about that? Why isn't that in the media and people start talking about it? Because I feel like that you have to get national attention for people to care. Even then, to the the cool I said about Italian citizens, they just became resigned to it, right? I mean, we're all complacent, too. I feel like living here. Oh, for a thousand percent. Like, we're, I mean, I feel like we're, like, with global warming, almost the whole world, not, I, very, there are people who go out and do stuff, but I think we're complacent to that, too. But they do make you feel hopeless. <laughs> Honestly. What, we even have a chance, you know? It's like that. I think we do. The thing that annoys me is we do have the answers to stop global warming, but we're not doing them. So that's the thing. It's not mm-hmm. like, oh, it's doom. It's like, you need to do something now. And it's like, the people in charge will never care. Oh, no. I mean, well, so I have a buddy on my team who covers water and resources in Arizona. And she said, one of the experts he interviewed said, we're well past the time of no return. Yeah. Right. Do you know... Er- Phoenix sells water to Saudi Arabia. And if they just stop doing that. I was nodding because I thought you were going to say Colorado. Saudi Arabia. Saudi Arabia is paying for water from Phoenix. And if they just stop doing that. What the I think fuck? I think if it, you just stop doing that. and then Wait. For real? We would have enough water. Yeah. Stop. It's like, all. I, I didn't. Yes. Wait. And also... Go vote, people. That's all I can fucking say. Go vote. Yes, and you need to look into those kind of issues. But yeah, so we're literally selling water to Saudi Arabia. They can make their own. They're rich as fuck. Go make your own desalinization. Go somewhere else, not the desert. And they said they just stopped that. That would probably uh, stop the water crisis. Jesus Christ. I did not know that. Yeah. (laughs) So. Well, well. I don't know why more people aren't talking about that. That's the thing that, like, that blows my mind. Like, we're all, like, we're in a drought, and you're going to sell our water. <laughs> like, what are we supposed to do? We all bought, like, we all are living here. I don't know. Just, well, God is involved in the ways they use God as an excuse to do, quote, good things that not good things, but hide it as good things, and fuck. Yeah, but that, I guess that's my thing about it. Like, there is solutions, and there are answers, but they don't do it. My thing is, fuck, stop hiding behind God. And 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 <laughs> just say you're a shitty person, right? Exactly. Just fucking no. Mm-mm. Yeah, a lot of Christians, the way they um act, like in like uh, being against minor like groups of people. Sorry, I'm like bigoted, bigoted. Discri- how they discriminate, like oh sure, like if you don't follow their ways of being, like. For example, gay people. And they say it's like the Christian... Oh, no, it's ice. My ice machine. No, it's the ice machine. Why does it sound like gunshot? Oh my god, we're being murdered by the mob. <laughs> the mob's here. They heard me telling the secrets of Danbury. <laughs> Shit. If they asked me to recall anything, I'd be like, my memory's really I shitty. Don't know that it's bitch. already gone out one ear and the other, but it was good info. info. Krista Hens never met her. What? Never met her. Who's that bitch? I'm like, my memory is shot. <laughs> Oh, it did sound like a gunshot, though, y'all. I'd be like, look at my Google search. I just had to Google the difference between the mob and the gang, so I don't know shit. Oh, my God. Don't worry. Don't arrest me, because I don't know anything. (laughs) I'm clueless. (laughs) Well, you know what's the sad part is? Just to wrap it up, 
you would think with this mob boss being finally arrested on Italian authorities that, like, it would bring an end to this corruption and this drama and this bullshit coercion and cooperation, but it won't. And that's, like, it's, like, it just, it just fucking, it really pisses me off, too. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's just a, it just sucks because there are, I think there are a lot of good people out there in the world, but a lot of terrible people are in roles of leadership. So I do think in general, most people you meet are good, but there are obviously like most people who are leaders are like fucking sociopaths. Mm -hmm. You have to be to get to that. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. To get to that point. And then I don't know. All right. Well, uh, you ready to bring it back up on that note with our two, two beep beeps for this week and for those of you who don't remember two two beep beeps are our chance for us to brag on people mostly women but anybody out there in the world doing awesome things in the weekly topic that we're discussing so today um we're focusing on folks who bring the mob to task you want to go first for me i'll go first because i am so stoked about this two two i mentioned her early on or midway through the mob app this mob app but um, Anna Genovese, beautiful P.S. I don't know if you can see. Mm-hmm. Very pretty. Fucking stunning queen, pun intended, because this bitch ran drag clubs, had lesbian affairs, and ratted out her fucking Vito-ass husband. Her, her Vito, not Guido, sorry, his name was Vito, and he was a Guido. <laughs> Vito the Guido. I was like, what's Vito? <laughs> so as I said, she is kind of like, I, I want to be her. She has since passed. She is so famous that there was, as I said, that po- wonderful podcast about her called Mob Queens by Jessica Bendinger and Michael Seligman's, uh, Seligman. And so popular that Lena Dunham, is she's trying to make Mob Queens into an HBO series. Oh, that'd be awesome. Yeah, because Anna, again, not only was this badass bitch, but she took, oh, I'm so excited. Oh, she's so cool. She had her first husband potentially murdered. We're not sure, but Whoa. she. It was, but we're not celebrating murder here. Sorry, let me clarify. She was. Uh, <laughs> she was physically abused by both husbands. It does seem like you're really excited about murder. No one was ever convicted of the crime, but informant Joseph Valachi claimed that Vito, her second husband, put a hit on Anna's first husband because he wanted to marry Anna. And by the way, Vito and Anna were fourth cousins, which I feel like at that point is like pretty removed, but still kind of gross. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> anyway, in 1937, Vito's little bitch ass fled to Italy and left Anna alone to raise their fucking children. What do you know? And to run the crime syndicate. However, that bitch told Aunt his ass in court publicly. <sighs> so she was one of the first and only women to force such a high up Costa boss to exile, into exile. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, it's pretty freaking cool. But they got his little bitch ass in 1945 and Vito was extradited back to the US. And unfortunately, this is very mob-like, so it lines with the episode. The charges were dropped after two key witnesses were found dead. So, you know, peeling off your witnesses there. Classic mob tactic. However, Anna reached a new level of infamy when she left Vito in 1950 because she was like, fuck you. I'm not taking this shit anymore. Again, he was abusive. She ultimately 
by telling on him publicly and so beautifully broke all the rules of the Sicilian mob um, or La Costa Nostra, which I mm-hmm. covered. And she revealed every motherfucking thing this dude did and all his all his illegal criminal dealings. And it was all, this is why I love her even more, it was all in the open proceedings of their do- divorce proceedings that she ratted on his ass. Wow, so cool. And in top of that, like I said, ran drag clubs on behalf of the mob and pretty badass. And according to the podcast, just a little tidbit, apparently one of her lesbian lovers was Eleanor Roosevelt. Wow. Speculation. Around. But I think, I don't know, I'm kind of like, I kind of admire her. (laughs) (laughs) You want to get with her? I do. R.I.P. Anna. (laughs) Okay. Mine's not as cool as yours. I was struggling to find something, but mine is going to be Joaquin Garcia. uh, But they call, he's referred to as Jack. And he's a Cuban-American retired FBI agent. Oh, wow. And he's best known for his undercover work infiltrating the Gambino crime family in New York City. Oh. And he's regarded as one of the most successful and prolific undercover agents in the history of the fbi fuck yeah jack that's cool and he's best known for his undercover role as jack falcone a self-described sicilian jewel thief and drug dealer from miami florida i love that story and he penetrated or who penetrated sorry Mm. the gambino crime family of the american mafia in new york city for Mm -hmm. nearly three years wow the case resulted in the arrest and conviction of 32 mobsters including the top members of the post john gotti gambino crime family oh gotti arnold arnold squateri and anthony mcgally i don't know who they who he is yeah so remember so anna was one of the families so they were the genoveses and then gambino is one of the other big old okay. families Garcia played his undercover role so well that Gregory De Palma, a high-ranking Gambino family, offered him the position of a maid man. Damn. And if we recall what that means, I don't know if you remember. No. It's when you take your oath and you're, like, uh, formally indoctrinated into La Costa Nostra and by taking uh, ritualistic oaths that okay. are top secret. So I guess he's the only second second person to ever be able to achieve this. And wow. De Palma, the guy who almost made him, um, who offered him the position of being a made man, was sentenced to 12 years in federal prison thanks to Jack's efforts. Ooh. And he died in prison due to natural causes in 2009. Ain't that a big fuck you? That'd be a mind fuck too, though, to be undercover. So scary. Hell no. Yeah, I, I could never. Imagine us trying. No. We'd be caught in two seconds. We'd have too much wine and then somehow, <laughs> like, spill some secrets. Absolutely would. <laughs> well, fuck yeah, Jack. Badass. So that is my toot toot beep beep. And on that note, we're going to say peace, be witches. Peace. Thanks for listening. Check us out on Instagram or bewitchbanter.com. Suggestions for the show? Emails at bewitchbanter at gmail.com. Credits? Music Phantom Fun by Jonathan Boyle from premiumbeat.com. Podcasts edited and produced by Krista Hins and Amy Holt. As always, if you enjoyed, please rate, review, and subscribe. 